Welcome to Movies Are Life. I'm your host, Nathan Chandler. Today we are cleaning out our closets to make room for number 30 on the 50 best rom-coms list, 27 Dresses. I'm thrilled to bring in a first-time guest, Jojo Woods. Uh, we used to work together, but since I left that job, she now works in my wife's department at the same company. And now I feel like we actually see each other more than when we did when we actually worked together. I don't know if you feel like that. That's accurate. <laughs> so um anyway i am super i'm super excited to talk about this movie but also more so because you were super excited to talk about this movie um i i feel like 27 dresses is a film that probably a lot of people have seen but i've never uh, i've never known somebody to really like champion it so uh first off like how are you doing and then second uh what why do you like this movie so much well, I'm doing good. Uh, it has been an interesting week, to say the least. Um, yes, uh, here here in Oklahoma, thankfully, it doesn't seem like we've had it as bad as Texas, but we've had lots of school closures and change of plans and because of this ice storm that's come through. <laughs> if you could call it an ice storm, it was more like a little pssst. <laughs> that was the storm. <laughs> uh, but okay, so I love this movie so much because I think it's just like, it's the epitome of every rom-com, but in like the cheesiest way possible. It's like you get all the rom-com tropes, but it's like the cheesy over-the-top rom-com tropes. I think that's why I love it so much. Also because I kind of resonate with the main character a little bit and like her personality of like that person that always wants to do for everyone else and never did for herself. I used to be that person. And so, like, when I first saw this movie, I hardcore resonated with her. And I was like, that's me. I understand you. I'm, I'm not that person anymore. <laughs> okay. Well, I, you hit on some things that I think uh, definitely uh, really highlight why this film is on the list. Because we'll explore it here in a little bit. But I'm kind of with you. It's funny. I, I would never put this up as a greatest movie ever. But it really kind of hits all those sweet spots of a rom-com. And so, yeah, we'll explore that a little bit more, but if people aren't familiar with the film, it, it came out in 2008 and it's directed by Anne Fletcher. Uh, she's also directed uh, step up, which I actually haven't seen, but I knew that was a uh, movie that Whitney always owned on DVD. <laughs> and, you haven't seen step up. <laughs> no, I haven't. So, um, yeah, it, it those type of movies didn't really appeal to the young, I don't know, 20 something Nathan when he was a, <laughs> he was a single man, you know, so uh, maybe I saw Channing Tatum as a competition. I don't I don't know. But uh, he's in that movie, right? He is. Uh, yes. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm that weird person that knows he's in that movie, even though I've never seen that movie. But, uh, <laughs> she's also uh, directed The Proposal, um, which is a good rom-com uh, movie in itself. And a film that we actually reviewed this past October, she directed Hocus Pocus 2 uh, that came out on Disney, uh, Disney Plus this past fall. But this film has a really simple premise. Uh, after serving as a bridesmaid 27 times, a young woman named Jane, who's played by Katherine Eichel, wrestles with the idea of standing by her sister's side as her sibling marries the man she's secretly in love with. Uh, the movie stars Heigl, as I mentioned, James Marsden, Malene Ackerman, and Edward Burns. Okay, so you you talked a little bit about why you like this movie. So you really like the uh, the cheesiness of everything with this movie? Oh, a hardcore. It literally, like, from beginning to end, like, it starts with that, like, cheesy opening of, like, a little girl at a wedding and what she dreams what her <laughs> wedding is going to look like and what it's going to be all the way to the end where she gets the wedding. Like, it's literally the cheesy, and I love it. I love every part of that. Every part I know. Of that, I like, yes, I love this. I get that. I love it. I even tear up a little bit. <laughs> I, I know this is... Uh... This is something you find in a lot of top of these movies, but do you do you think that little girls always d dream of their future wedding? I would say I didn't like probably yes, but I didn't start dreaming about what my future wedding would look like till I was probably like 12, which is a weird time to start thinking about that. But I wasn't like six and thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, maybe it just kind of depends if you have been you know, in weddings, you know, uh, at that age, maybe a lot of weddings, but I, I know my age as a young child, I never, <laughs> I don't have any kind of memory of big weddings and everything like that. 
You know, I didn't become super obsessed with weddings until uh, my late teens and early 20s. Okay, yeah. I I owned this story just popped in my head and I will not say who, but I remember being in high school and going to a wedding and um <laughs> I probably should have said, but I just remember I was in high school and me and my buddy we were sitting at the table and the future sister-in-law or just the now sister-in-law of uh the bride was sitting at our table and there were toasts going on during the rehearsal dinner and i just remember her turning to us and going i don't like her very much <laughs> 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 and that's always that's always really cemented in my head so anyway the people that know me now are trying to figure out who in the world that might be but anyway i think i'm big enough to not <laughs> throw anybody to too much underneath the bus there <laughs> it felt pretty vague to me i think you're good <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah um you know i i'm speaking a lot uh on i guess whitney's behalf on this and uh i i could kind of uh just knowing whitney and not just her but my friends around like when we were in 20s she was saying about this movie she's like oh this movie just like speaks to me so much because uh you know not not necessarily just being like you know the maid of honor in every wedding but being a bridesmaid or not even being bridesmaid but just even when you're like having to throw a shower for somebody or but that time in your life and you know she's talked about yeah no i definitely held up the uh wedding dress for the bride who was going to the bathroom and just the things that she wrestles with and i think also what you mentioned uh Jojo, that, that inability to say no and to always please everybody she was just like oh this movie just hit, hits me at <laughs> hits me at my core so yeah it uh i have only ever been in two weddings um but the, oh that's not true i have actually been in three weddings uh but one of them was when i was a kid and i was a flower girl so it doesn't really count <laughs> but i've only been in two weddings as an adult and they were both two really good friends of mine growing up and I jokingly, as I got older, told a friend that I worked with, like, you know, I believe in the trope of three times a bridesmaid and ever a bride. And like, I can't ever be a bride or bridesmaid again. And I was joking about it. And then she lost a bridesmaid in her wedding and needed one more and like searched for weeks to find someone because she didn't want to ask me because she knew that would be my third time being a bridesmaid. And she knew how I felt about it. <laughs> so she never asked me which worked out fine because i ended up having knee surgery the right before her wedding so it worked out but <laughs> i think back to it i'm like man i'd really stuck to that that someone worked so hard to not ask me to be in their wedding which i think is backwards of this movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I, I i've had a lot of experience uh with weddings just because of the videography background uh, that I have. And so especially in college, I, I helped a guy who has a very, very successful uh, business uh, doing this. He, he's so he's so good. Check him out. Mason Jar Productions. But anyway, um, I was just a college kid who is who would help him out. But we did all these various weddings. So I've seen uh, not quite as exuberant as her dresses are in this movie. But it is funny, like how, you know, uh, the ceremony, you know, all the all the beats are the same you know the ceremony and the rehearsal dinner and the you know going out to the nice car at the end with the bird seat or whatever but it's so funny how there's something strange or unique to each each wedding and just quirky i mean there's always something where you're like what what made that person decide to do that or to go with that you know and um i, I i'm sure there's some aspect of our wedding <laughs> <laughs> that people thought that about but you know it, that's just part of the thing but um yeah uh, so you said you related um you related to this character so do you like Catherine heigl in this movie i do this is uh this was definitely during my Catherine heigl phase so i went through a phase where i watched a lot of stuff she was in um and so this that i do enjoy her as an actress yeah, it's funny. I uh, I was kind of I didn't I, I didn't watch Grey's Anatomy when she was on, you know, I mean, and her and a lot of that cast really launched that show into it becoming the behemoth that it is right now. Yeah. But um, so it wasn't. But I asked Wendy, I said, I, I think she's an interesting actress because I think uh, I think she's really good, but she also gets saddled 
uh, with characters that just they're not necessarily flattering <laughs> characters. You know, it's like, hey, you're beautiful. Could you play the uptight? Like doesn't have things to get. I, I don't know. I, I kind of in a way I, I feel bad for her. But, you know, in a way, even in this movie doesn't make her like like super, super likable. In my opinion, you fit you feel for her. But like, especially with the stunt that she pulls at the end with the slideshow. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I mean, that's like that's beyond cringe. That's just like that's really, really horrible. <laughs> it's cruel. That's like the, that is cruel. Like she took it like that one step and then she said, I'm just going to go one step further. It's <laughs> yeah. like so cruel. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, you know, it, it's funny. I, I don't know. Cause there's always been, uh, you always kind of heard stories about her and it seemed about her uptightness, even like off screen and that yeah. sort of thing. And I think she can definitely uh, carry a movie, but I, I, I don't know if this is uh, just me, but like, I, I think, James Marsden like completely makes this movie watchable with his charm and wit. I, I had forgotten like how funny he was in this movie. Oh yeah, no, he's definitely, uh, he's my top two favorite characters in the movie. I'll, I'll give him that. <laughs> I, I, I've always, I've always liked the stuff that he's done. It's funny. We just wa finished the Netflix series uh, dead to me and he, he plays a pretty prominent role in that. And, um, you know, I liked him in Westworld, but he's he's been in tons of movies also and stuff. Randomly, we've been watching Modern Family uh, with uh, Hallie, and he's like, he does a guest appearance there. And every time he's on screen, he knocks out of the park. But, I, you know, I, I think his his charm kind of wins the day in this movie. But um, but you, you 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 still choose Catherine Heigl over him. No. Judy Greer. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like her part's Gary. so small, but it's like so perfect. Yeah. 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 She, <laughs> she definitely knocks it out of the part. I, and I've always, always been a big, big fan of her for sure. Yeah. Me and, too. Uh, yeah. Um, and not, not too long ago, we watched 13 going on 30 and uh, Hallie watched this okay. movie with us and she was just goes, wait, she's in this movie too. <laughs> And it was like, yeah, she got, she She's got really such a great supporting actress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, she really is. Um, so uh, how do you feel about the other supporting characters? Uh, her sister, uh, Lane Ackerman. Uh, I forget. Did, you have a sister, right? Or did I, I make have, that up? No, you did not make that up. I have a sister. We're seven years apart. Um, so I will say, I think that's like one of the great parts of me and my sister's relationship is that's not something that we like, we both have very different taste. And so like, there's no way that like that situation would ever happen for us. Right. Right. Uh, but I love that actress. I can't, I've in my brain, I've seen her in things, but also like I confuse her with other people too, because she just mm -hmm. has that kind of face. Uh, but I, she, I think she knocked this role out of the park. Like she played the perfect, like, woe is me, but also like, I'm entitled to everything because I'm the younger sister <laughs> as, as an oldest child. I feel like she played that role really well. Um, I've always thought she, uh, her voice sounded a little like Cameron Diaz to me for whatever reason. I think if yes. you shut your eyes, you could really like she has a very similar cadence or something like that, but yeah. Um, you know, even, uh, it, I don't think maybe this, not necessarily a sibling thing, but sh surely you've had a friend before who that's been in a relationship with somebody and you, you're almost looking at that person like, who are you, you know, where they become completely different around, you know, somebody else, not even if it's a romantic relationship, but you know, it's kind of like, Yes. I, I, I do like that aspect of that because I think everybody's witnessed that at some point or another. Yes, 100%. I've also sometimes been that person uh, who, where people look to me and be like, who are you? Uh, oh, but yes, oh. no, I definitely have had a few friends where I've looked at them and be like, what, who, what's happening right now? What is this? Yeah. So I, I Wait. get that. We, we kind of had, a, like I said, we watched this movie uh is Whitney and then Hallie, but we kind of had this fight a little bit about um, the Edward Burns character. Hallie didn't think he was cute at all or someone that she, she was kind of, she was weirded out that these two girls would both like have a crush on him. Do you, it, 
do you do you like edward burns like have you seen other stuff that he's done before here's the thing i was thinking about this earlier and i cannot rack my brain about what else i have seen him in at all whatsoever but it's because i think he's kind of bland so i agree with Hallie. (laughs) (laughs) well he um he's been in a lot of stuff uh he played a small role in saving uh saving private ryan um he 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 plays a small role in the holiday uh um as the cameron diaz's boyfriend that she kicks out of the house at the very okay. beginning uh okay. but he's also he but he also has directed uh a, a couple of movies like kind of indie movies he's like a new york indie guy type of person but anyway i haven't seen him in anything lately but yeah he, he's been around so um but i i i like how they made him um you know he he he's pretty likable throughout like his his actions aren't ever you know yeah he it seems like he kind of takes advantage of uh Catherine Heigl's character a little bit in that working yeah. relationship but um you know i think i think anybody when somebody's always that yes yes person it's easy to do that without actually caring about the person but you know when someone is always coming through through for you you know so but um, oh, yeah, it's easy to do. It's like that line he says when she has her moment at the end. And he's like, uh, he says, I love that you, he said, you never, you never tell me no. I love that about you. So it's yeah. like, you know that she's always going to say yes. So when you have that person in your life, it's easy to just be like, oh yeah, she's going to do it. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned, uh, you mentioned the beginning scene being kind of cheesy. What, what are some other moments that you just revel in the cheese about? Oh, okay. So all the dancing in the wedding. Um, if anyone ever plays YMC at my wedding, I will be very upset because um, <laughs> that was happening clearly based on the dance moves. Um, and just like, oh, what's that? There's one when she's doing, when they're in the wedding for the receptionist, like the goth wedding. And she like looks oh, yeah. over at them and they like both do the little rocker fingers. And then she's like, did you know that this means I love you in sign language? And then they just have this moment. I'm like, no. Uh. And it's like, and this is why I love Judy Greer so much because like she sees Jane looking and like, where is she looking and looks over and she's also like, ugh. Like yeah, has that yeah. moment too of like, oh no, why? And so like this, there's moments like that in the movie. Um, Although it's my favorite scene, it's also super super cheesy. The end scene when she's giving her speech in the microphone, super oh, cheesy, yeah. but it's also one of my favorite scenes. So I love it. I, I love the cheese of it all. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, some of my favorite scenes, uh, definitely. Uh, I think the scene where she does starts trying on all the dresses um, with uh, the James Marsden character. That's just a good. Uh, I think that's a well-written scene. That's that's funny. That's fun, but also is um, it, it kind of justifies like how they would warm up to one another. Uh, yeah. So I, th- I think that's definitely a great uh, great scene. Another one of my favorite scenes is um, I think it's a standout is the bar scene uh, between her and uh, James Marsden. Um, it, it, it helps quite a bit that you know Elton uh, Elton John song is the backbone to the store the the scene a little bit, but it, it, anyway that that's a that's a pretty charming scene. Those were the scenes I had written down. Or were there uh, any other favorites for you? So my all time favorite scene, and it probably to most people wouldn't make sense, but it's her breaking point scene when they're at the dress fitting for her sister. And then oh. she's like, when she has her moment, she's like, no, no, I'm done. And they're like screaming at each other. And then she goes, she goes, if you tell him, I don't. And she's like, looks at her. And she's like, you wouldn't do that. I'm your sister. And she's like, no, you were yesterday. Today, you just the person who broke my heart and cut up my mom's dress and storms out the door. And I was like, this is the best scene ever. <laughs> like there's yeah. just so much emotion and it's so real, but it's also very cheesy. Yeah. It- <laughs> yeah, you were hitting it perfectly because, like I said, there's, you know, this movie is still not necessarily my favorite movie or rom com, but even that scene that plays out, the way that's written, I mean, another moment of, uh, of cruelty, you know, like that line is even like I was like, oh, damn, <laughs> like that is it's, that is like rough. she just hit it, 
She was like, yeah, yeah. I thought you wear a mom's dress. And she's like, oh, I did. I cut it up. And then you just see it on her face. And she's like, I'm done. Oh, yeah. I mean, regardless, uh, uh, even despite amongst all the cheese, I mean, like, I think anybody can just I, can feel in that moment of just you knew how much that her mom's dress meant to her. And then the fact that her sister just uh, disregarded like everything about that and even stealing all the essential wedding plans and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It, really, really tough. <laughs> so um, anyway, I, I don't know if we need to show this uh, to our two girls just to show how you shouldn't do such things to each <laughs> other. But um, like you mentioned with your sibling, I think they have enough uh, differences and <laughs> we may not have to worry about that <laughs> too yeah. much. May not have to uh, worry about it going that far. Yeah, right. Um, Well, uh, also, I like to talk with these uh, rom-com movies are uh, maybe a favorite quote or best quote. I don't think this movie is one that necessarily stands out as like a completely quotable movie. But uh, are there any lines that stand out for you? Just two. And it's that one when they're when he jumps in the cab with her. And they're talking and he, and I feel like you might've said this in an intro to something else. The uh, love is patient. Love is kind. Love is slowly losing your mind when he says that to her and they get into that big argument. And then just every moment that has a bridesmaid dressed in it when someone's like, and the great thing about it is you can shorten it where later and she goes, Oh, definitely. So true. (laughs) And and she says it in that way. That's like, you think she's sincere, but you're not sure. Yeah, yeah. No, that was something Whitney was like, she told Hallie in the moment, she's like, any wedding you may be in the future, every, you know, every bride will say, this is a dress that you can wear for something else. And, you know, not not necessarily that it's even like a, a bad dress, but it's like, you wear that dress usually around people that you know. So if you ever wore that to something else, people would be like, isn't that the dress from your friend's wedding? Yep. <laughs> so they yeah. would know. I know I was telling Whitney, we were talking about it the other day and I said, I both those weddings I've been in, I still have both of those dresses and they're in the back of my closet in bags that have not been touched since I was in those weddings. <laughs> so funny. I, um, yeah, I, I had written down. I like the line where he just said, what color is that vomit? Um, I liked that line. Um, um, and even though maybe not so quotable, I did like the line, uh, that she says to him when, uh, she's starting to kind of find out about his profession of, you know, writing about all these weddings, despite being so cynical, I feel like I just found out my favorite love song was written about a sandwich. Yes. (laughs) That line is so good. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of, uh, that friends episode where, um, uh, Ross thinks Joey like saved him um, in a cop car because they hear a backfire of the car. And so he thinks Joey was trying to save his life and he was actually trying to go for the sandwich. <laughs> That's what it made me think. Of. <laughs> and this, this would no way make any kind of like best quotes, but we have been like repeating this for whatever reason to that bar scene and the scene starts and they're both at, you know, you can tell they've been drinking a lot. And I feel like it's a moment that like, uh, sometimes when you're filming scenes, you kind of let some action roll before the actual dialogue is coming up. But James Marsden like takes a drink and he just goes, nice. And <laughs> for whatever reason, <laughs> we, we've just, yeah. We, yeah, we've just been saying that a lot lately. And it's just, it just seems like a really genuine, like improvised moment. We, we, we thought that we thought that moment was pretty funny, but yeah. whatever it was in his glass, it was real nice. Nice. <laughs> it had been so long that uh since I'd seen this movie, I couldn't quite remember if uh she got uh her sister got back with the Ed Burns character, her boss. Uh I guess towards the end it kind of alludes that they probably would or whatever, but um do you think do you think they ended up as a couple, like in your in mind's eye? I want to say in my mind's eye, they got back together and dated and then ended up breaking up and never actually made it to the altar. Yeah. Like they might have tried it out for a little bit and they were like, nah, this doesn't work. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah, we, yeah, we, we really are too different. I mean, I know, (laughs) I know opposites attract, but that, that, that was a pretty big spectrum for sure. Yeah. And I mean, you can even hear it in the kind of little speech she gives him when he walks up to her at the at her at her sister's wedding, 
where she like introduces herself with all the things she should have told him to begin with. And it's like, yeah, that's not going to last. <laughs> it's like watching your favorite bachelorette couple. They're not going to last. <laughs> True. I do have to hit on, we talked about, I mean, there's definitely some like cringe worthy type of moments. I think maybe like the success of the office at this time, maybe brought these moments out in like movies. Like people were like, Oh yeah, people love cringe, cringe comedy. But I, I think the scenes with uh, Pedro, uh, Edward Burns, like little brother, man, that has not uh, aged well or at uh, all. Yeah, or at just all. like should have been left out. Like they're the most random scenes that like don't really flow at all whatsoever. Like instead of going to a little league kids baseball game, they could have just went to a baseball game. Right, right, yeah, like, and, <laughs> and like it. You know, this is a movie that's, and I think a lot of movies, especially during this time, can definitely, uh, they definitely get hit for not being diverse at all. And like, I don't know if they thought that by having this Pedro character, it was helping that, but like, is an example of it going the completely opposite way of maybe what their intentions were. But uh, that is something, even though 2008, um, you know, not quite, you know, 20 years, maybe about 15 years. And it's like, you know, that wasn't that long ago. And that, uh, that whole like subplot was not very good. <laughs> so it was weird. It was just weird. Like the whole, like, that was the crux for her of her. Like, you need to tell him that he, you had Pedro keep a secret. What? <laughs> also, yeah. Also, this just may be because of who I am and where I work, but I thought it was interesting that Pedro was his little brother from the Big Brother Little Wayne. Brother program at the Y. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, me as well. I thought that was kind of, it was like, you know, I, I understand that where you missed some beats here here and there, but you were just, you just blended a lot of nonprofits together. Like you couldn't have done a little more research, but. <laughs> Pick one. The Y sounds great. Perfect. Next. Everybody knows what the Y is, right? Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> Movie musings. My question for you was, do you have trouble saying no in life? Uh, and so uh, you mentioned that at, the, that at the beginning. Could you expound on that a little bit? It depends on the situation. So when I was younger, like I was the person who like at the drop of a hat, like a friend texted me and was like, hey, I need a ride somewhere. And I was like in the middle of doing something. And like at the drop of a hat, I'm there to take them where they need to go. I was always at like with my parents. They knew they could ask me to do something. I was always going to do it. I was a good kid. At work, I always tried my best to like do all the things, never saying no, getting all the stuff done. Cause in my brain, like that's how you move up. You're that yes person. And that's how that happens. Um, and then I just had a moment where I was like, I can't be that person anymore. And it's not good for me and my health. Uh, and I started saying no a little bit more. There are still moments where I will say yes, because I am still kind of a people pleaser. Uh, but I don't say yes. I don't say yes as much as I used to. So I can say no now. And that is something that I can do. I am a self-proclaimed uh, people pleaser. So uh, it, it's really hard <laughs> for me to uh, say no uh, in situations. Um, but I, I, I do think getting a little older makes it quite easier to say no. <laughs> you know, as you're yeah, that's uh, part of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I only have myself to blame because if you set that expectation up to those around you, you really can't blame them for, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't know if there's probably people that do take advantage of people who have those tendencies who always do say yes. But I think a lot of the times they, they don't really, they don't really mean to. And then it just, it's gone too far down the path that you can't ever get back and, you know, go back and undo it. It's already happened. Just a little funny moment here. Uh, were you ever one to cut out articles in a newspaper or magazine and keep them? Yes. Um, so earlier I mentioned that um, I didn't start getting obsessed with the muddings until I was older um, to the point where I had a binder and I would cut out things out of wedding magazines and bridal magazines and print stuff online. And I don't know why I did it this way, but I glued it onto notebook paper and then put it in the binder because it had holes in it already. So I didn't have to punch holes. 
Um, so yeah, I would definitely 100%. I cut stuff out of wedding art, out of wedding magazines of like the best how tos for a flower arrangement and stuff like that. But then I've also cut out other stuff. I'm, I like to do weird keepsakes of things. So I'm a person who will like, I see a really cool poem and I print it out and like cut it out and put it in something. Or like I used to cut stuff out in elementary school and junior high and things like that. So yes, I am that person. <laughs> yeah our kids come home every once in a while with some kind of project where they have to cut stuff out and <laughs> we're kind of like uh do we have magazines around that that they can do that i mean i yeah i think that's definitely uh kind of an error that is slowly fading away but um yeah i definitely i think i came across now uh i am i the first to say i was not cool at all when i was a kid but <laughs> Uh, I, I think uh, when my parents were moving from my hometown, they had a bunch of old stuff and there was this like binder and the same thing. It was newspaper, you know, glued onto paper, or taped onto paper. But there were cartoon panels that I thought were funny, like Garfield or the far side or something like that. And it's like Whitney, <laughs> Whitney looked at me like, really? And it's like, hey, you're the one that married me. <laughs> so, you should really yeah, like your cartoon strips back then. You know? I, I, I did. I guess I, I guess I was inspired by the you know artwork of, from Jim Davis, or I think that's <laughs> who did Garfield or whatever. Calvin and Hobbes, I really liked a lot. So anyway, but yeah, uh, now now I'm sure you just go on, online and look up all that stuff. And so yeah, um, you had to be privy to like. Did you ever have relatives that sent you like if your name ever got in the paper or anything like that? I didn't ever do anything to get my name in the paper. Um, <laughs> I was that kid who flew under the radar as best I could. <laughs> and now I now I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't feel bad. I'm sure if my name was in a paper, it would have gotten cut out and mailed to me or like posted on a wall in my grandparents' house. I took a photography class uh, my second semester of college and my grandpa loved my pictures and had me print one out for him. And it's on the wall in his, in his hallway at his house. And it is not a great picture of a tree, <laughs> but it is proudly on the wall with my signature on it. I, I don't know why I'm telling you all these stories. I think because I know you and I, I like to usually make these more about the guests, but I just think you'll find this story funny. But uh, so I, I always loved basketball and um, I was, First of all, I was not that great. I, I was fine, but whatever. And so I got like a student of the week um, in, uh, I think it was in eighth grade. Um, and it came out every Sunday, the student of the week. And it was like the back page of like the lifestyle section or something. But it was like a full, full spread, color photos, all that kind of stuff. And so in the article, you know, they asked me like kind of like what adversity I had. And I talked about how I loved basketball. I went and tried out for the basketball team, but I didn't make it. But I still had plans to try out for the high school team freshman year or something like that. But anyway, so in the moment, they thought, hey, why don't we get a picture of you like dribbling the basketball? Okay, so this JoJo is horrible. So like I'm in an awkward position. I have a T-shirt and jeans on like you would ever play basketball in jeans. They didn't even have me dri dribbling the basketball on a gym court. Like they had me dribbling like on a sidewalk outside the school. <laughs> so it's like, oh, look at this poor kid. He loves basketball, but he doesn't even know. He doesn't he even have play. the right. He can play. So bringing this all back, I was horrified. I can't tell you how many times I got sent this article like from, um, you know, relatives, other, other people in the community. Um, going to church, you know, they, they had a billboard for youth of like, you know, Hey, youth in the news. It's like, I couldn't escape it. It's, it was really, really bad. I'm going to need to see that. <laughs> I, it, it, it might be somewhere. I don't know. I don't know where, um, I, 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 I would have to really consider if I would actually do that. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I would like to think that it's worse in my head uh, than it actually is, but I think it's actually that bad. Like, <laughs> so it's probably not. Yeah. But it's like that, um, it's that cringe moment, like when they're in the bakery and the sister's like, oh, she keeps all of your cutouts. She loves them all. 
she's obsessed with you and she's like oh god stop uh, <laughs> um so the uh the last question uh, i had for you was uh have you ever had a friend still your crush before no not a friend but i this is weird again so my sister's seven years younger than me remember this um <laughs> and there was this guy that i really liked and we had been talking to for a while. Then all of a sudden, he's texting my sister. And she was like, yeah, I talk about you all the time. No, he just wanted to get to know my sister more and was done talking to oh, me. Mm, so my yeah. sister kind of sort of almost stole a guy from me, but not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I think everybody's been in that situation before. But yeah, <laughs> no, me and my friends have different tastes in guys. And so thankfully, that has never really been an issue for us. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I've never had anything happen quite to this level, but I do, I do remember that time, like in youth group, probably more the junior high age of like, you know, there was like one girl and I felt like every guy at one point or another had a crush on her at some point, you know, and you just, <laughs> and nobody ever actually had a relationship with said girl. Just everybody kind of took turns like, oh, okay. So and so who has that crush right now? I'll wait till that's over. Then I can and I'll go, <laughs> go, go on. But uh, yeah, I, we I'm had sure. a crush like that growing up in the church that I grew up. There was definitely a couple of guys that were, all everyone was like, oh, there, the, there they are, there they are, type guys. So yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, it's funny to see where those people end up in life. So yeah, rom com rankings. The first category I have is the romantic chemistry between the leads. So how do you rank this uh, chemistry between Catherine Heigl and James Morrison? I want to say a four. Okay, that's that's high. Like creeping towards a 4.5, but more towards a four because she's got moments where she kind of makes it weird and like he kind of has to carry it. But I would say a four because they really feed off each other pretty well in the scenes where they're really bantery. Yeah, yeah, they do. I, I gave it three. I, I, right. I still... um. I mean, I know that, you know, ends up he's not as cynical as she thought or um, but I I, I still her her high strongness is almost seemed on the extreme just as much of it as his like kind of laid back style or whatever. This was one, even though I know they get married at the end. I always think about do, do they still end up together? I, I don't know. I even like look wise, I, I would never see them in a move a room together. And like put them together, but I, I I don't I don't think it's awful either. Like you mentioned, they have some really good banter. I mentioned that bar scene. That's I really why like their chemistry that. works. Yes, yeah, may, maybe. So anyway, that that's just kind of where I lie. But um, okay, uh, the second category, and we kind of touched on this a little bit, is uh, the best the best friend. There's usually like a supporting character, you know, that's there for the lead. Uh, we mentioned Judy Greer. I mean. I, I don't know where she she's the best. I I, I really the the yoga and, scene is incredible. Yes, because <laughs> she's like she's not really the best friend. She's like the work best friend, but she hits all the points of like a true best friend. So like when she has to pick up her sister from the airport, she's like, oh, you know, you could, there's another way you could do this. And then like the when her sister wants her to be in the wedding, and she's like, how dare she? And like the appalledness on her face when they're at the wedding and the whole, I love you scene I brought up earlier. And just like, she plays, she hits all the best friend moments so well of like truly being on her side, the way yeah. best friend is supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. And even in the, the, the slideshow scene, we keep going back to how she's basically like, if I think it, that was a bad move, like it's, a, it's it is pretty bad. Yeah. It's bad. If I think it's bad. <laughs> Yeah. So the other name I had written down was uh, uh, James Marsden's friend, uh, Trent. Uh, uh, hopefully I'll pronounce this name right. Malik Pinchali, who I, he, he has a face that you just recognize. He's kind of his buddy in here. Would you, would you lump him into this best friend category or do you think it should just be Judy Greer? Because I think he brings the average down if we lump them together. Uh, yeah, not, like you not for if his you throw him in there he brings it down but like i feel like they wanted him to be that person but it didn't work right right um so like 
should we count him in this? Because like my average heart rating would go down if he's included in it, and not not because of his fault. They just don't know what to do with him in this movie. But um, or should we just make a Judy Greer standalone on this? On this I one? say she's a she's a standalone by herself. If it's her alone, I'd I'd give it five hearts. I'm I've always been a big fan of her. If you add him into it, I feel like it would almost go down to like a three point five. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually what i had written down but you're the guest i'm letting you dictate this so we're just going judy greer here so okay uh the third facet is the soundtrack and so i actually uh messaged you about this because if you look up the 27 dresses soundtrack it's all score uh by randy edelman uh, i actually listened to the whole thing i mean it is the perfect romantic uh comedy score i mean it's i mean he 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 earned his money like he did he did a really good job of it but even in the moment of watching the movie there was we mentioned the elton john uh earlier i mean there's a lot of just popular songs on here so i looked up on imdb and they have the uh credits for the soundtrack and so i made the playlist uh, i shared it with you did you have a chance to listen to it i did and i kind of picked i kind of picked and choose songs through it as i was like i listened to like a first few minutes of a song and i was like oh it's pretty good next song <laughs> it's a good one. next song and then some of my listened all the way through um as far as like the actual soundtrack goes so i judge uh movie score soundtracks based on if i would listen to it if i was going to sleep okay because i like to listen to soundtracks when i sleep and uh that is one that i would listen to if okay. i was to listen to it to go to sleep so like you said it was actually a pretty good score soundtrack uh, but there were some really good songs that were in the movie. So I feel like you tie the two together and I would probably give it like not quite a four, but almost a four. Okay. Um, I, I, I would, I would, I'd lean towards the four because um, the, the popular songs soundtrack. Now I will say, uh, I mean, there's a couple of, you know, don't stop till you get enough by Michael Jackson. I mean, that's, I mean, that's just Obviously. a killer song. Yeah, same with uh, Elton John's uh, song, Benny and the Jets. Um, the rest, oh, and I've always loved, it's just been a personal favorite of mine, uh, Happy Together by the Turtles, uh, that uh, 60 song. But um, the rest of the songs, uh, I mean, it, it sounds like 2008 to a T. Uh, I, I can't quite yep. <laughs> uh, just uh, kind of singer-songwriter-ish, but maybe more with a like a beat to it or whatever like that but all that to say it's actually uh a lot of the songs i hadn't heard before and i thought they were pretty good so i agree with you like that mixed in with the with the score and stuff i it's it's a it's a soundtrack i would listen to again yeah hardcore yeah, yeah. i also had so, gallery on there which is one of my favorite songs it's a song that me and a group of friends we sing it together as a group at uh multiple events if the song comes on we all come together and sing it it's like our it's our jam song, which is a weird song to be a jam song for a group of people. <laughs> but Valerie is our jam song. Yeah. OK, so uh, if I if I lean towards four hearts, are you saying three point seven five or four hearts? Where are you going? Oh, three point seven. OK, <laughs> three point seven. OK, very. I wrote, I wrote down three point seven. <laughs> OK, very specific. Are you sharing not three point seven two or three point seven? 3.7 okay i want to make sure i got that um so most rom-coms have a chase scene or a declaration of love moment this movie definitely has that you mentioned this uh the you you liked her speech in this movie so what how do you rate this uh this moment okay and i might i don't know if i'll get flack for this from anyone who listens to this but i give this chase scene a five but it's because of what happens in the chase scene. It's if you can see my face right now, uh, <laughs> it starts with the Blackberry and it's ringing with Biddy and the Jets playing after that horrible, cringy kiss scene. And then she runs off and then she does that jump to the boat, which let's be honest, she would have either missed the boat in real life or her heel would have snapped and she'd have face planted. <laughs> but then she's like looking around and the bride's like, oh my God and then she's like gives this great speech and then when she's done with the speech and he's just like get over here because <laughs> it's the greatest chase <laughs> and i love it so much and that's why i gotta give it a five because it's like this elaborate chase scene it's not a simple one there's so much happening in it well, I, I'm glad you feel that strongly about it. I, <laughs> I, uh, 
I, I, I give it two and a half. I, it, it's not horrible, but um, two and a half. Yeah, no, I mean, just everything. Um, I, I feel like a lot of rom coms have a great premise, and then you know, they have these moments, and um, I feel like the writers just don't know what to do. It's like, you know, oh, okay, she's gonna jump. <laughs> jump onto this boat and then this this bride who she doesn't even know like will give her the microphone on this i i don't know and he happens to be there and um i mean the the song playing on the blackberry you know it's kind of cute i i don't know if the moment before with her and edward burns is another just awkward sceen um yeah yeah very cringy i don't feel like they tie that up like really well um it just I, you know, it's just kind of, I don't know. I just, I just, it just doesn't do much to me. It just, it seems like uh, the writers just not knowing exactly um, how to get them together. I don't know. I think they did a great job doing that. Okay. So rewatchability factor. Uh, what, what do you give this? So this is one of those movies for me that like I own it on DVD. I actually have two copies of it by accident. Um, and so it's one that I can like pop into my DVD player and let it play in the background while I'm doing other things. So it's definitely a rewatchable movie, but it's not one that I would like sit down and fully rewatch, but like it can play in the background and when scenes pop up, I'm like, Oh, let me watch this scene real quick. So like a four, a four. Okay. I, I, I gave it a three. Um, uh, once again, like I, th this movie to me is, It'll be interesting to see where this does end up falling on the list because I actually think as a rom-com, like you had had mentioned at the beginning, it really hits those moments. Like it kind of, yeah, it hits. You know, it does the check marks or whatever like that. Um, so uh, as a movie as a whole, it's not my favorite movie. I will say it was a lot better than I remember it being. I don't know, kind of being older now or whatever like that, but it. it we enjoyed it a lot more than I, I, I had expected, but um, yeah, I, I, I don't know if there's enough scenes for me to, especially the cringe scenes. Like if I turn <laughs> on the TV and it's, you know, her doing that awkward kiss with Edward Burns, like I'm not going to still watch the movie, but if I turn on and it's the bar scene, yeah, I'm going to kind of sit down and watch it with that. So anyway, um, but I can see how people, this could be a favorite just as in the sense that, I mean, it really is kind of a no brainer. Like you could have it in the background. Uh, yeah. Playing just plays in sure. the background while I do stuff. Is, is this a movie you recommend to your friends or recommend people seeing if they haven't seen it? I was going to say all of my friends have seen 27 dresses. If they have not, that will be changed. Um, they will now watch this movie because I will make them. This, <laughs> this, this weekend, a 27 dresses watching party at Dojo's house. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I if people haven't seen it before, I'd definitely be like, oh, yeah, it's a good movie. You should watch it. Hey, this is here's an idea for you. You could have that party and everybody wear one of the dresses that they had to wear in a wedding. I think that's a great idea for a oh, party. That's a fun party idea. Oh, I'm making that happen. I don't know when, but that's going to happen. Recommendations. Do you have anything you feel like people should be like checking out, listening to? Is there anything you're just really loving right now? No. I have a <laughs> really weird, like, like I've been like doing like weird rewatches lately. So like I've been watching like I've, and like on season 10 of bones for like the third time around. <laughs> like, it's like, I also went through a weird period a while, like three weeks ago where I was watching like every episode of living single. Like okay. it's been like a weird, like I'm in like an old shows phase right now where I keep rewatching stuff I've seen multiple times in my life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do think streaming is great in that sense of like, sometimes there's just nights that we like to just throw something on when we're in bed, just that like we can just completely just kind of check out of and stuff. Mm -hmm. And streaming has those like old shows that are easy to throw on. And if you fall asleep during it, no big deal or anything like that. But I, I will say, I never imagined starting this podcast that the TV show bones would be brought up. <laughs> so, <laughs> You're welcome. 
well, leave uh, it to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, my recommendation is um, this: when this episode drops, it'll be a little, a little bit later, and so. I'm not super far into it, but the new show on HBO Max, The Last of Us, um, I've been watching that. I just finished the second episode uh, the other day. Um, I, I don't know if are you like a zombie, a, like zombie person? I am. And someone at work just brought this up the other day and was talking about how it was really good. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll watch it. Yeah, um, I was a little hesitant because I feel like I've seen a lot of this end of the world type of stuff before and definitely... Um, I was someone who started the walking dead when it first came out and like ditched it eventually. Cause I was like, where, where is this going? Uh, you know, there's only so many times you can see a zombie, you know, jump out and, you know, bite somebody. And so <laughs> I was a little hesitant about this one. Um, uh, after watching the second episode, I'm a, a little more in, it's definitely a very well made show. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm still kind of looking for like, how is this going to be a little bit different than all this other like post apocalyptic world stuff that's out there but um there hasn't been tons of new shows that have come out recently so it's definitely i mean it definitely uh stands out and so um and for like a horror thing there's definitely some kind of you know, like icky moments but it, it's still not quite as scary it as like some other stuff i've seen so it, it's more tense uh, type of thing so All anyway right. but well yeah. i might give it a watch yeah, yeah. So you'll you'll definitely if you watch the first uh, the pilot, you'll you'll know quickly if you're going to be in or out of the story. So, um, but yeah, those are my recommendations. Well, okay, maybe so I'll stop watching Bones. <laughs> I, I know that'll that'll be really really hard for you to do. <laughs> I'm on season ten right now. How many seasons of that show? I say ten. It might be like season eight. No, it, no. I'm on season ten. No, I'm on season. I think it was 12 seasons. Man, as much as I know about entertainment stuff, if some if that was a trivial pursuit question of how many seasons of Bones there were, I, I would never guess it was that many. It's like 12 or 13. Jeez. And I watched all of them when it was on TV, and I, this is like my third time rewatching it through. <laughs> is it that good? I just really like it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, I, I shouldn't judge. I've I've never seen the episode, so I, you know maybe if I did, I'd, I'd get hooked. So I don't know if I have I don't know if I have twelve, thirteen seasons of that type of show in me. Yeah, it does get a little repetitive. <laughs> well, uh, for next week, we're actually going to stay in the year uh, two thousand eight and discuss the film "Forgetting Sarah Marshall," starring Siegel, Kristen Bell, Mila Kunis, and Russell Brand. Um, have you seen that movie? I have seen that movie and it is pretty funny. So I'm excited for that episode. Yeah. And it's actually number 10 on the list, which seems pretty high. That's um, kind of so, high. Yeah, that's, that's high. So uh, uh, definitely a movie I've seen before and I think it's funny. And so it'll be interesting to kind of break it down a little bit to see if it's worthy of that high of a spot. So um, put it that high. Yeah, it'll be interesting. So I, I, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time and coming on to do this. Yeah, so thanks for having me. I appreciate it. People that are listening, please uh, share the, the this podcast with people. Uh, just spread the word. Um, it, it always helps to have uh, listeners and um, and providing kind of feedback. You can always email moviesarelifepod at gmail.com if you have any ideas or suggestions or feedback. And uh, once again, uh, thanks for coming on and um uh, I'll let you get back to finishing that the bones. It sounds like you're close to finishing <laughs> the season. Got a couple more seasons in me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, have have a good evening. Thanks, Nathan. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>